What's up, everybody? Welcome to Psycho's World, where we talk video games, motorcycles, DIY, and more. I'm your host, Psycho Quirk, but you can call me Psycho for short. I want to share with you some of the things that interest me in my world, because if you're here, then they most definitely interest you as well. So whether you're slaying noobs in a battle royale, or got your knees in a breeze and laying down some miles on your bike, maybe you're working out your next DIY project that may or may not be going the way you wanted it to, or anything else that you're getting into in the moment, I'm here to hopefully make this part of your day just a little bit more enjoyable. Welcome back everybody. Still keeping it classy since 2019. Wonder if I should keep that saying around. I don't know, we'll see. Anyway, how's your week been going? It is a new week for me, and I'm currently not on call. And that's always fantastic. I so probably had a good if I had to just put a number on it, probably a good extra ten hours over the weekend. Um, you know, just the way it goes. It's all good though. Uh, let me see. So a couple kind of cool new podcast related topics here. First of all, I got some new gear on the way. I finally was able to kind of pull the trigger on getting my double microphone setup going on. And I've found, well, let me, let me preface this by saying I kind of found a way to use what I've already got and already had from previous you know, integrations of music recording and all that good stuff. I finally figured out a way to integrate it all together and use it, hopefully use it as a nice little preamp setup and, you know, all that good audio technical stuff. So we're going to see how that goes. I got some new stuff, like I said, it's on the way and hopefully within the next couple episodes, I can give it a good test run and, just kind of see, well, I say that, but I'd have to have a second person on. Maybe I can get, maybe I can talk Merlin into coming back. We can talk about something. I'm sure we can figure something out. Anyway, so that's uh, one thing. Number two, I kind of worked out a few of the little bugs that I was dealing with with Skype. Well, I, I say I worked out the bugs. I, I did some testing. Let me rephrase that. I did some testing with Skype, and I figured out how to record with that. Um, it actually wasn't hard. I apparently had made it harder in my head than it actually is. So that was all good. And I did a little test recording with the wife and everything was all good. Found out that I can put that on my recording program and it will work beautifully. I still got to play around with it and see if I can't record at the same time. I'm sure you can. I've heard people say you can but they have better rigs than i do so still gonna play around with it so anyway so that's all good and i've also been thinking about doing a video companion to the show but i don't know there's a lot of kind of pros and cons to it and i don't have the perfect setup right now so i don't know maybe that's a future thing but i wouldn't mind doing a video companion to the to this show um i don't know we'll see what happens in the future but right now i'm definitely thinking about it so another new kind of sort of cool thing is i now have a voicemail line via google voice for everybody to leave me some feedback so you can actually call me and actually yell at me if you choose so please don't yell at me 
Um, <laughs> anyway, if you guys do want to do that, um, the number for that is area code 816-286-4437. It should just go straight to a voicemail. You will hear my not so soothing voice. Be sure to say whether or not I can use your recording on the show, if it's applicable. And please give only basic information, i.e. name, location, email, but only the information that you are comfortable giving. If you don't want to give your name, don't give your name or don't give your email or location, you know, give me, or you can, if you don't want to give me your real name, give me, you know, a uh, screen name or something, just something. So I could be like, you know, for example, um, Harley guy 53 sent this voicemail and, you know, play the voicemail. You guys know how it goes. Anyway, uh, so that's that. So let's get into what we're going to talk about this episode. So it's kind of something I wanted to kind of talk about ever since I kind of started hearing about everything, but I wanted to wait a little bit to have a lot of the stories get a little bit more, get their feet in the ground, you know, really dig in. I didn't want to start the segment and, you know, be like, oh, here's a whole bunch of rumors. You know, I wanted to come in and be like, look, here's here's the facts as we have them. So I was finally able to get those. So therefore, I can feel comfortable in talking about it. And what I am talking about, without further ado, is AMD and their new product lineup for 2019, which I think is really cool. I, I suppose you can say I'm an AMD fan. But to be completely honest with you, the whole reason that I buy AMD things is because AMD is good products for cheap for building gaming PCs. So, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. And, I mean, I got what I paid for. I told you guys a couple times of this uh, PC that I got going on here, and I'm very happy with it. I think it works exactly how I need it to work. Not exactly how I want it to work, but it does for what it is. It works pretty fantastic. It's not the most top of the line, but it's probably the top of the line of the mid range, maybe even lower line of the higher range. I don't know. It's definitely not like a, you know, can run anything at 4k 60 frames per second. And, you know, it's not the most, it could play crisis, <laughs> anybody who's like an old old school computer nut will uh will understand that joke but anyway yeah so it can play crisis no it, it plays yeah all the newer stuff you know i can play 1080p at least i haven't really tried uh higher resolution just because i wanted i don't know in in my head you know 60 frames 1080p is works for me i don't really get the whole 4k thing i mean i i get it I get it and I don't get it. It's irrelevant. So anyway, um, <laughs> moving forward. So here is what I put together to talk about. All right. So like I said, new product lineup for AMD 2019. There's... Obviously, the three most important parts of your computer that AMD has touched to be in your computer, those are the processors, the graphics cards, and the motherboards. So let's start with the processors. So 
we are now into the third generation of Ryzen CPUs. The current third generation Ryzen top dog is the AMD Ryzen 9 3950X. It has 16 cores, 32 threads, a base clock of 3.5 gigahertz, and a boost clock of 4.7 gigahertz. To kind of compare it with the top dog of the second generation Ryzen, which is the Ryzen 7 2700X, which is what I've got, that has eight cores, 16 threads, has a base clock of 3.7 gigahertz, and a boost clock of 4.3 gigahertz. And those can currently go for retail price of $199 at Micro Center at time of recording. Uh, but you can also pick them up $259.99 at Amazon. Um, and currently there are no listed prices for the third generation Ryzen chips. Uh, let me see. The other third generation CPUs are the Ryzen 9 3900X. Ryzen 7 3800X and the 3700X, then the Ryzen 5 3600X and the 3600. I don't have the stats written down for those, but you guys probably just have to go to AMD's website and check those out. So what does that kind of mean to me? Well, obviously, you know, the 16 cores and 32 threads versus mine, which is eight cores and 16 threads. I'm probably going to botch this because I'm not a 100% uh, computer nerd, if you will. No offense to any of the nerds out there, but hey, you guys, you know, you guys know your stuff and I have mad respect for you for it. But my understanding on how the whole, and this is just in case, you know, and nobody knows how this goes. And if I am wrong, you know, I'm sure somebody will correct me but anyway the the cores and the thread count basically how that works is the eight cores you have each one of those cores has 16 threads of so it's think of it as like eight hearts and each heart has 16 veins to send blood to you know the rest of well the computer whatever that may be so anyway, obviously, yes, the more is better, and that's that's fantastic. And so you might be questioning, well, the base clock of my CPU, which is 3.7 gigahertz, is better, obviously, than the base clock of the Ryzen 9, which has a base clock of 3.5 gigahertz. Yes, but that's only if you don't take into the account of the uh, core count and core and thread count. Obviously, it has double of what I have. So, yeah, it, it only has the base clock of the 3.5 versus my 3.7, but it also has more processing power. It's literally double. So it's ultimately better. And it, like I said, that's just to put it really uh, simply for somebody who may be, you know, not understand computer stuff as well as I do, which I will strongly preface this this way is I am not at all a computer wizard at all. I, I mean, I'm just a regular guy and I just built my computer based off of some numbers. And then I did a lot of research and quick understandings and kind of um, what's the word I want to say? Common sense for lack of a better term. And I can't stress the for lack of a better term. But uh, anyway, so 
getting back to my point, that's the whole reason that I'm that I'm throwing this out there just for, you know, the people who may be on the cusp of, you know, like, well, I really want to put together a good machine that is going to work for me, going to do what I want it to do and this, that and the other guys. I'm just giving you my understandings, my opinions and my everything else. You go out there do all the research and do whatever it is that you want to do more power to you. I'm just hopefully trying to, uh, empower for the lack of better term, somebody who may be on the cusp and, you know, they don't, they don't know, or, you know, who knows? I don't know what the situation is, but I hope maybe I can inform somebody, but, uh, it, regardless, no matter who you listen to, whether it's me who doesn't know a whole lot or, you know, some guy online who this is what they do for a living, you know, you got to list, you got to do your own research. Um, so anyway, getting, getting back into the whole things, uh, of what everything means. So, and, and the boost clock, obviously, and not people don't understand what a boost clock is. The boost clock is basically what is called overclocking, which is obviously the, it's running your CPU or GPU. Cause you can overclock those too. It's, it's running the G, the CPU beyond what it, has been designed to run that's pretty much the easiest way that i can describe that so the boost clock that's that's what that means and so mine that i have has a 4.3 but i don't i don't overclock at all so that to me that's kind of irrelevant um but to those who it is relevant to you know that's what it is but this like i said the uh 3950x has the boost clock of the 4.7 so that's cool if you want to you'll be the overclock guy um i think that's actually a little bit better than the the i7 um oh god i forget what that one was called i had it on the tip of my tongue i've done forgot anyway it's the the i7 that that basically all all gamers basically have because it has a high boost clock of like you know four point something and it's uh just really it's it's probably the coveted of this this current generation because technically we haven't gone into the next generation of uh gaming peripherals and such not not yet we're just about there but we haven't got there yet so the current I'm still calling it current generation that was kind of like the coveted cpu was to have that intel i7 whatever model it was cpu so this one basically kind of gives it a little bit of run for the money in a way, but you know, obviously there's all sorts of different ways that you can build things and all that good stuff. So anyway, that's just this, the third generation Ryzen CPUs. I think it's cool. Cause like I said, you know, they're relatively cheap and I got mine on sale for actually, I think it paid a little bit less than two sixty. Like they currently are at Amazon, but I got mine in a bundle. Like I bought my motherboard. Actually I bought everything. No, I lied. I didn't buy everything at Micro Center. I bought the CPU and something else. I forget what the hell it was. Anyway, regardless, so I bought that in a bundle, so I got it for cheaper, technically. Actually, I probably got it for around the $199. Um, but, you know, obviously you factor in the other thing, whatever, whichever the hell it is that I bought. I think it was uh, like a couple sticks of ram and ssd or something and i got it on a deal for like 300 and some i don't remember anyway my point is if you live near a micro center check the micro centers because they typically have some really good deals and if you know if there isn't you know, see if they can deliver 
as I know, they do have a delivery, but you know, it, it just all depends. If you have one, I recommend going to it or, you know, you can get your stuff on Amazon, but shop around. Cause obviously that's uh, the best thing to do to find the best deals. So anyway, um, is the price going to be like, what do I think the price is going to be? If I had to guess, I would think that this uh, 3950X, let me see, I would probably guess that this chip is going to be around the 450 mark. And that may be shooting it a little bit high, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of feeling the 450 mark. The comparable Intel processor is probably the same, probably about the same price that I'm quoting now. Um, and that was the comparable one for uh, the Ryzen 7 2700X. But uh, so if I had to guess, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stick with the 450 mark. That's what I think this uh, 3950X is going to go for, about 450. I might be wrong. Maybe it'll go for about 350, but I don't know. I just don't, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm feeling 450. Because like I said, there's one other Ryzen 9. There's two Ryzen 7s in the third generation. And so if the second generation is at 260, you got to think, obviously, the others are going to be up in price. I'm sticking with the 450. I'm, we're we're going to call it 450. So anyway, that'll, uh, that'll do us on the processors. Now, the second thing, actually, you know what? We're going to skip that one real quick, which was GPUs. And we're going to go to motherboards. I think the motherboard is technically the next thing that should be talked about, seeming as it ties the other two in together. So the motherboard, they come out with a new chipset. The current top dog chipset is the, and once again, this is for AMD, is the uh, X, the AMD X470, which was what I have. I have an X470. So that's the current top dog, and it uses the AM4 chipset which is kind of confusing, I know, because it's it's the X470 motherboard, but the chipset is like the AM4, I believe. I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's how it's worded. Anyway, moving forward. So this is a kind of description from the actual AMD website. Quote, the AMD X570 chipset ushers in extraordinary performance, allowing flexible and innovative build customization for gamers and content creators. The stats, as it reads, is up to 16 times PCIe 4.0 lanes, up to 12 SATA 6 gigabyte per second ports, 4 USB high-speed 480 megabit per second, eight time USB super speed plus 10 gigabyte per second, plus all of the PCIe 4.0 USB and storage IO from the AMD Ryzen processor. So that's a very upgraded motherboard. Yeah. So this, this is obviously a little bit of a better setup than, than mine is. Um, it doesn't really say I, like well for the SATA for the SATA ports I have I currently have eight SATA ports so this can hold up to twelve SATA ports so that means you theoretically could have about twelve hard drives if you you know can get your if you got the right cables and such uh, from your PCU which is your power supply in case nobody knew that 
And yeah, I mean, I've, I've kind of seen a few pictures of these things. It look, looks like they put a lot of good features and a lot of quality of life things to it. So, and there, there's, I've, if I'm not mistaken, there was like five or six different models. You know, obviously, you know, Gigabyte's got one, Aorus has got one, you know, MSI, so on and so forth. So you're going to have to just kind of pick your poison once those bad boys come available, which currently they are not available. So moving back to what I was going to say after the processors, uh, it's going to be the graphics cards, the AMD Radeon RX 5700 GPU. That currently, as the stats say, has 36 compute units, has a base frequency of 1465 megahertz, a boost frequency of up to 1725 megahertz, has 2,304 stream processors, has 144 texture units, 64 ROPs, peak half precision compute performance is 15.9 teflops, the peak single precision compute performance is 7.95 teflops. It has 8 gigabyte GDDR6 GPU memory, 4K60 compatibility, which basically means it's, you know, 4K at 60 frames per second, and is set to launch at 7719 according to AMD's website. Now, to kind of put that into perspective, at least for me, my graphics card, which is the Radeon RX Vega 56, the Pulse version, my engine clock is up to 1512 megahertz versus the up to 1725 from the uh, RX 5700. My memory is 8 gigabytes HBM2. 20 48 bit 1.6 gigabyte versus their 8 gigabyte GDDR6 256 bit 448 gigabit per second. I have 3584 stream processors versus their 2304 stream processors. My compute power is 21 teflops versus their. 15.9 teflops. Now, I'm sure the first question coming out of your mouth is, what does all that mean? Well, let me give a quick definition of what a teflop is. So a flop is a unit of measurement. It stands for floating point operations per second. Thus, you will see GPUs computational specification measured in flops, M flops, G flops, and T flops. So basically the M flops are like mega floating point operations per second. The G flop stands for giga and the T stands for tera. It's the same thing as like, you know, you got gigabytes, terabytes, megabytes, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, but this is just put into the uh, floating point operations per second. So mine has... Like I said, the 21. So it has 21 tera floating point operations per second. So in short, flops are a measure of a processor's mathematical capability, which is important in rendering graphics where trillions of mathematical calculations using real numbers happen per second to render a scene. I had to look that one up, to be honest with you. I mean, like, I kind of knew what it was, but I wanted to get a good quote, um 
or rather a good definition. So I think that that pretty much sums it up at that, at the end, basically in the, the in short part. So that's what a T flop is. Now a stream processor is a programming technique, which simplifies hardware and software parallel processing. The stream processors in the GPU handle most of the traditional graphics rendering tasks or can alternatively can be alternatively programmed for more general purpose number crunching. So all that being said on paper to the average consumer, this means really nothing. <laughs> and I get that. But the extremely short answer for someone who is remotely curious is the RX 5700 is a little bit better than my RX Vega 56 in some aspects. It uh, it goes to the same it goes to the same thing as the processor. It was like, yeah, it's it's a little bit better. It's double it well at least on the core counts, the core and thread counts like on the processor it was double. I mean, I've got more T flops than the RX 5700 but they have a little bit better engine clock than I do. So, I mean, it's like, a, it's like a give and take. You know, I got more stream processors than they do. They have probably, I mean, if you look at it, the whole 8 gigabyte HBM2 versus their 8 gigabyte GDDR6, I mean, I don't know exactly what the difference between the two is, so I can't necessarily, on that aspect... I can't necessarily say which one is going to be better. It just, I mean, one may work a little bit different than the other. So I don't know, just because one sounds like it's not as good doesn't necessarily mean that it's not as good. So, you know, you've, you've got that. So that's one, that's one, that's one point that, or that's one way that you can look at it. So basically what does all this mean? I mean, does to the everyday basic gamer such as myself, what does all this mean? What does all this mean for the hardcore gamers? Does this mean that you have to upgrade your system now to enjoy the new batch of games being released in the near future? Like, you know, the Cyberpunk 2077s or new Wolfensteins or just anything you know new that's coming out you know you keep hearing talks of ray tracing and all this other stuff do you need to upgrade your stuff in order to play those games well the absolute short answer is no you don't i'm not going to i mean i understand what ray tracing is uh it's very hard to for me it's very hard to describe what ray tracing is but basically, okay, wait, hold on. Let me see if I could do this. Picture angry birds real quick. You're shooting the bird. It go, You're shooting it in a, in a diamond, right? You're shooting it straight. So it's going to hit, and then it's going to bounce back to basically wherever, you know, the, the physics actually make it go. Hits it, bounces down, and then probably that would make it bounce this way. And then basically all the different ways it needs to go until it basically gets back to you. If I'm not mistaken, which I kind of think I didn't describe that right, but I'm going to go with it because it's the closest that I can remember. 
is I'm pretty sure that that's how that would be one line of ray tracing. So you picture that obviously for everything else and naturally it's going to make everything look beautiful. So that's kind of the quick summarized uh, description of ray tracing. So, but you have to consider what does ray tracing mean to you? Is it relevant in the games that you play? Is it important? It, it all comes down to your personal preference. Do you want the most powerful machine that gives you the absolute best picture possible? You know, and you don't care what the price is. You just want the absolute best because there are those people out there that want just the absolute 1% best available. If that's what you want, then the stuff that I just listed may not be for you. It all depends on your build. Every build is going to be theoretically different. So, and, and, and like I said, it all comes back to personal preference. If, you, if you're like me, if you just want something that's going to... So basically what I did on my build is I found a game that I really wanted to play. And at first I was like, okay, I will make this computer half as good, you know, money-wise. Obviously I was thinking money-wise. I will make this computer half as good so it can still play the game, but it won't play it to its fullest potential. So before I started building, I changed up the format a little bit and decided that I wanted to make it to the exact specifications of the game that I wanted to play. And then obviously things <laughs> things went forward a lot and I ended up getting a, a much better processor than I had originally planned. Because my original plan was to get a Ryzen 7 1800X, but obviously I opted to upgrade to the 2700X. So, moral of the story is that I have a computer now that will play the game that I basically kind of got into computer gaming to play. That was that was my whole thing on why I built the computer that I built is because, well, like I said, for that reason, so that I can play that game. So it all will go back to personal preference. Again, I've probably said it, uh, you know, five times by now, but it's all personal preference. So if you just want to get a... I mean, if you want to make a computer that's, you know, going to be a the quote-unquote console killer, you can. If you want to make it comparable, you can. If you want to make it good enough, you can. You can make it as basic, as simple, as... It, you got to make it work for you. That's that's the thing. Get a, a, Do, do kind of what I did. Get a good handful of games that you know you're going to play and pick the one that has the highest settings uh you know graphically or whatever and try to build it around that i mean or you know half as good or something or you know you if if all you want to play is you know say fortnite at you know but the best way to play games really is if you can at least get it to 1080p at 60 60 frames per second at 1080p then any game that you throw on there is going to look pretty good because not everybody has 4k tvs I just so happen to be fortunate enough to have one. And like I said, I don't really understand the whole 4K thing, but that's, that's a whole other 
it's a whole other deal. It doesn't matter. It's, it's irre- irrelevant right now. But, uh, you know, not everybody's got a 4K TV. They're really cheap right now, you know, if you are looking for a TV, but not everybody has them. So build what, you know, it, it all depends. Build build a little bit for the future. Build for what you got now. Build for Build to make you happy. That's all you need to do is build your build, if that makes sense, to make you happy. That's all that you need to do. And that's, like I said, just my opinion. Uh, take that, you know, however, however you want it. I'm sure, you know, the more hardcore gamers are going to have a different opinion and that's, that's fine. You know, everybody's got their differences of opinion naturally. So that's all I've got to say about AMD's new product line in 2019. And I kind of wrapped it up. Like I said, you know, what does all this mean? So the final thing that I've got, it's doesn't really have anything with to do with PC building, but I just thought it was interesting is that, uh, so project Scarlet for those who people, those who don't know project Scarlet is basically Xbox's new rendition of their console, you know, like the PS five, which has not been named PS five. You know, they still haven't officially called it a PS five, but we all know it's the PS five. Um, so the next one after PS four theoretically would be PS five. Same thing with Xbox, Xbox one, is out now so the xbox project scarlet is what they're calling it i don't know what it's going to be called but and this came out today as of it was it? it's the 9th of june not june excuse me july it's the 9th of july and this came out today from amd's website it says today we are honored to announce the latest amazing chapter in our long-term custom development partnership with microsoft focused on pushing the limits of gaming amd and microsoft have co-designed and co-engineered a custom high-performance amd soc to power project scarlet to deliver an incredible gaming experience including the next generation of performance graphics, lighting, visuals, and audio immersion. This processor builds upon the significant innovation of the AMD Ryzen Zen 2 CPU core and Navi GPU based on next generation Radeon RDNA gaming architecture, including hardware accelerated ray tracing. So AMD is now going to be powering the Xboxes as well. And I say as well, because if you don't know, AMD is also going to be powering the new rendition of playstations so i mean there's gotta there's something to be said about amd i mean you know they're in a way in a lot of ways they're giving intel you know a run for their money um i haven't looked into much intel stuff and you know what maybe i will for a future podcast i just i don't have very much intel experience just like I said, I built my stuff AMD purely for the reason of budget and, you know, just personal, not really personal preference. Well, no, really it was budget. That's, that's really my only, my only stick. So I don't have much Intel on, well, Intel. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do a little bit of research and, uh, you know, at least be able to throw some numbers out there. But like I said, I just feel weird because I can't give, you know, an actual, you know, real life opinion because I don't, you know, I had my my old computer that I had before I built mine with had, had a it had a Intel i3 
I mean, it was it's slow. <laughs> it's, I don't, I don't know. It, it was it was slow. I mean, slow for now nowadays. Back then, you know, back in its heyday, it was an okay computer. I mean, it played. Uh, what did it play? Actually, it didn't play. It didn't play anything very well. Now that I think of it, it uh, but I didn't have it set up to be a gaming PC. So anyway, that's that's kind of you know whatever. But anyway, who knows? So yeah, something to think about, man. Um, AMD going to be powering the next console generation. So pretty exciting times for console gamers, PC gamers. There's a lot of good stuff going on in that that whole world. But I'll throw that out on another uh, podcast episode. My closing opinion is actually kind of what I just said. It's an exciting time for all this good stuff. And do I think you should, am I going to upgrade? I am not going to upgrade. Um, If I had all the money in the world, sure, I would go ahead and upgrade all my stuff that I just built right now. But obviously I don't have all the money in the world. So but I mean, I'm not even thinking of upgrading, to be honest. I mean, I as a matter of fact, the new PlayStation comes out. I don't know if I'm going to even get the new PlayStation yet. I actually might wait as long as, I don't know, who knows. Now I might wait a whole year for it to, you know, be out and all this good stuff. It might be like PS3 all over again. You know, I didn't own a PS3 right off the bat. I waited. It was probably a year or two before I actually finally got a PS3. Just, I forget the reason right off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, I, I'd waited a minute. But the reason I say that is because ever since I built my computer, to be honest with you, I haven't turned on my PlayStation 4, except for me and my oldest daughter were watching a movie the other day, and that's it was on a Blu-ray, and that's that's the whole reason I turned on my PS4. Outside of that, I haven't turned it on to play a game. Now I need to, I I, I really need to because the, the last, God, what was it? The Christmas sale? No, it was not the Christmas sale. Some winter sale, and I know this because it was cold out. They had a whole bunch of VR games uh, for sale, and I picked up a few of them, and I picked up a few other games too. But so I need to get back on there and plug in the PSVR and get that rocking it's just you know and if i did a video companion to the show you would see what i'm talking about but i have no space and merlin can attest to that because he's seen my setup i have no space right now to be playing some vr games i just i just don't i got it I'm, I'm working on it and that's uh yeah that'll be fun so anyway that's all i got on the PC building side of the show. All right, guys. So as you know, that indicates a little bit of writing news. And, uh, well, this isn't really necessarily writing news. It is motorcycle news. I found this article a little bit interesting. Um, it's from a site called, I'm going to screw this name up, Jalopnik, J-A-L-O-P-N-I-K.com. Um, and it was written by an Eric Schilling. And I apologize if I got that wrong, but 
it's basically the name of the title was HD is fighting for its life by building anti Harleys in Asia. Now, obviously reading that, I thought that was a little bit worth looking into. So now, according to the Wall Street Journal, Harley is partnering with I Q I A N G or J I A N G Kian Yang. I'm I messed that up. I know I did. <laughs> uh, motorcycle, a Chinese company backed by Geely G E E L Y, owner of Volvo, to produce a light motorcycle with a goal to sell half its motorcycles overseas. By 2027, Harley already has plans in, yeah, excuse me, plants in Brazil, India, Australia, and Thailand, and said that last year that it would be closing its operations at its plants in Kansas City. So, kind of interesting that they would put that out. And it goes further to say, Harley said Wednesday that the new bike will be manufactured by Kian Yang Motorcycle Company and have an engine displacement of 338 cubic centimeters. Most motorcycles sold in the U.S. have engines of 601 cubic centimeters or more, according to Harley. So, they're making a smaller bike. I kind of figured that, because in some of the research that I've done, especially for, say, the uh, bikes that they're selling over in India, well, they made the Street 500 and Street 750s. Those sold like hotcakes over in over in India but you got to think you know the the people over there honestly they're smaller I mean just let's just let's just be real they're they're smaller and they they don't need the big bike to you know big flashy bike to you know ride around and they need something kind of like the street to you know carve the carve the roads and all that good stuff you know they they ride differently out there so as is my what i'm trying to say so yeah it, it fits them just fine so it's kind of uh, not surprising that they would be making a smaller bike for the market in asia now it goes on to saying that the new offering will be the only harley branded bike not made at its own facilities the Milwaukee-based manufacturer said that despite the small size, the bike will be a premium product in China that looks and sounds unmistakably like a Harley. It is due to make its debut at the end of 2020. So they're going to make a smaller version of the bike and have it sound like a Harley. I mean, I, I don't know the ins and outs right off the top of my head of how that works but how are you going to get that rumble of a sound out of that small i mean i don't know because i mean i know my i had a street 750 that thing sounded like a sewing machine when it was on i had to put on what did i put on uh i don't even remember the brand of it but it was a uh i had to put on a slip-on in order for that thing to sound halfway good at all and I mean, if you guys want to look at my YouTube page, I actually have a uh, uh, before and after kind of comparison, uh, two different videos. So if you guys want to go check out my YouTube, um, I've got a video on it there. Uh, you, and you can, you know, go to uh, cyclesworld.com and find the link through there. So anyway, uh, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't see how it's going to work, but I mean, 
And I don't know how I necessarily feel about that whole, you know, I don't know. The whole thing just, it, it, it just, ugh, I don't know. It seems wrong. It seems very, very wrong. So anyway, um, Chief Executive Matt Levitich said on a call with analysts in January, we see tremendous long-term opportunity in China, you know, because we can't long. Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, so what do we, what about the bikes here? I mean, you guys are making smaller bikes here. You're making sport bikes here. Lower the damn price of your bikes. That's what you need to do. Stop charging $20,000 for a bike. It No, stop it. Stop, guys. Seriously, stop. <laughs> I'm such a saying. I, I, yeah, just, just, you gotta stop. <laughs> that's my, that's my opinion. Anyway, in, in closing of the cliff notes that I put, um, it goes on to say, Harley said that last year that it expects industry-wide sales of smaller bikes in Asia to grow 6% a year between 2017 and 2022, while it expects sales of many types of motorcycles in the U.S. to decline over that period. So from that, it looks like they're just accepting, okay, well, the everything in America is just going down, so let's just, you know, go over here. Now, I understand that there's a whole tariff thing. I'm not going to get into that, that it's slightly irrelevant to this podcast, but at the same time, you're an American made company. Why screw over where you started just to go? Isn't that like the exact opposite of what you were kind of born on? I mean, I've, I've read the biographies on, Arthur Davidson and uh, William H. Harley. I've seen the, the what's that show? The Harley and the Davidsons, you know, seen those, been to the plants, read the history. You guys, you know, you started in America strong. And then, yeah, halfway through, you know, things went south and you had to do what you had to do. But then you, the whole point is, is that you just kept you kept the, the, the dream alive and you're like, you know what? No, we're not going to, you know, fall short because that's not what this, that's not what this name is. That's not what this name is. And to be honest with you, after reading the biographies, after watching the show and everything else, I was proud to, I was a proud person to have a Harley. I was like, this makes me that much more proud to actually have a Harley, but reading crap like this i'm not gonna lie it this kind of it's put it's a very i can't think of a nice way to say this except it's a major downer it really is a major downer i mean just more and more of this stuff comes out and the more i read it the more i kind of want to rip the damn harley logo off of my bike but it is what it is i guess i've got my bike and, you know, they're just going to make sport bikes from now on. They're going to apparently stop making, you know, the bikes we all know and love. And it's basically because, A, we can make more money overseas. And, B, because, well, apparently the uh, current generation of people don't like the big motorcycles as, you know, the previous generation did. 
I don't know how it all correlates. I'm sure some, I'm sure to some business person out there, this makes total sense. But to me, as a fan of the brand and as a fan of writing, it just, the whole thing, as some would say, the whole thing leaves a very bad taste in my mouth. And I hate using that analogy because it sounds ridiculous, but I'm going to go ahead and use it for, I'm, I'm breaking out the bad analogies today. So, yeah, I don't, I don't get it, but you know, it's whatever. Uh, if you guys want to read the full article, I will have the link in my show notes on the website. So you can go check that out if you want to. And, um, like I said, please be sure to, you know, if you are on the Facebook or Twitter or anything like that, you know, give, um, give this a, a share so they can get their credit for re- for writing the article. Cause like I said, I, 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 took some kind of cliff notes from the article but i urge you guys to go read the full article so you know you can read it in the actual words of the author who wrote it so you know give them credit for their work obviously so all that being said that's really all i've got for the quick motorcycle news i really don't have any uh, writing news personally as as it goes as it sits right now so all that being said i do believe for episode 10 that's right we're double digits now that's going to be it guys that's gonna do it for me on this episode i want to thank you very much again for tuning in this week remember you can catch the show thursdays on any of your favorite podcast providers we're talking spotify apple podcasts and stitcher just to name a few follow me on twitter at psychoquirk420 if you want to keep up with me and any of the shenanigans i may be getting into throughout the week Send any show questions, comments, or concerns to matt at cyclesworld.com and please be sure to note the show number in the email and or subject line. Remember, Cycles World is spelled with a Z, not an S. Leave me a message on the new voicemail line. That number is 816-286-4437. If you enjoy what I'm doing here and would like to show me some support, you can do so by becoming a patron through Patreon love the show even more you can also show your support by checking out the cycles world shop and grabbing yourself some cycles world gear heads up those shirt sizes run small so probably behoove you to get a size bigger than what you normally wear for all this information and any additional resources please be sure to check out cyclesworld.com i will catch you all in the next one thanks again for listening and i'm out <laughs>